when when I maybe lost the fear of my heavenly father because he's so distant, right? You can get distant right. from him. Right. But my earthly father was there to stand in his stead and remind me that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, the, the culture that we grew up in, that I grew up in, mm-hmm. created by my grandfather and my father, was that it, it was clear without them specifically saying it necessarily all the time that our primary concern is eternal, mm. not temporal. Letting them know what what's expected of them mm-hmm. from an eternal standpoint. June is the month that we celebrate fathers everywhere. And just like we did last month for moms, we're so excited to have three amazing dads joining us in studio today for a special episode of This Is Family. I'll introduce our guests in a minute, but in today's culture of pick up and go, it's rare to find multiple generations of a family living in the same state, let alone the same city and attending the same church. But when we do find such a family, it piques our curiosity and we wonder, how is it and what is it that holds this particular family so close together? There has to be some glue, some bond that keeps the generations connected. That's why we've asked our guests to join us on today's show. I'm so blessed to be sitting here with three generations of Turner dads. From eldest to youngest, we have Brother Wayne Turner, who serves as Calvary's facilities director, keeping our buildings and properties well-maintained and in good working order. We also have Brother Jeff Turner, who you may not know, along with his wife, Rochelle, are our producers here on the This Is Family podcast. And finally, we have Reverend Jared Turner, who is campus pastor and dean of students at Indiana Bible College. Now, we've got to get something out of the way here. Uh, We have a strong tradition here at Calvary, as you all know, of referring to one another as brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. We use that that tradition, and it's wonderful. But that's going to get real confusing real quick here with three Turners in the room. So if we're all okay with it, uh, let's just go a little casual and go with first names. Are you are you okay it's with fine. that? Sure. Right, awesome, sure. awesome. Well, thank you all, gentlemen, so much for being on the on the show with Absolutely. us. We're we're really excited to have this conversation today. So as I sit here and I look at the three of you, to me, you're a picture of godly examples of generational fathers. Um, it's very rare to have three generations sitting in a room together, all three. Uh, you know, in the same place, in the same church, uh, doing work together. I'd like to maybe start with you, Wayne. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the genesis of all of this and, and a little bit about your, your foundations as a, as a young person and what brought you into the church and give us some background. Well, uh, my parents got connected with the Apostolic Church in 1948, um, my dad was very resistant to going to church anywhere. My mother had been trying to get him to go for many years, and she grew up in the the uh, Methodist church. and uh, And she had actually it was Gary Keller's grandmother, who was my dad's sister, that invited them to church. And um, after. The pastor of the church in Crawfordsville came from Calvary Tabernacle in Indianapolis, wow. and he started a Calvary Tabernacle in Crawfordsville. Well, you know. And he was—he uh, had gotten my aunt in the church through—he uh, was paper wallpapering, and he got a, 
gutter going to church. She's wallpaper in their house. And, <laughs> and she invited mom and dad. And they, uh, after dad uh, tried uh, to uh, shoot him down with all kinds of questions, he finally agreed that Brother Wright was on track. And they went, they agreed to go to church as soon as my older, my younger brother was born, Bill. And uh, it wasn't long after that uh, my mother got the Holy Ghost. Wow. Incredible. And dad said, I knew it was real. Hmm. When I saw that. It's incredible. Anyway. And that, and that, so your folks getting connected to that church there in Crawfordsville. Was the beginning. Was the beginning. And as we sit here today, if our listeners can't hear it in your voice, it's so real to you. You're feeling that emotion even all these years later. That's incredible. Yeah. So they bought the valley. They bought the valley which about is where seven years homestead, later. homestead, right? In, seven years later, they yeah, bought the valley. bought the valley in Crawfordsville there. And, At least we bought the part of it. And uh, that's where we spent most of our years growing up. That okay. was about, I was nine years old when we moved to the valley. Wow. Incredible. 67 years ago. And the Turners are still inhabiting the valley to this day. Yeah. Um, that's that's something special. And I've been out there myself. I, I really love that that place out there. It's beautiful. So Jeff, tell us a little bit about growing up out there. What was your perspective on now, here you are, second generation, really, truly third generation, I, su- I suppose, um, of, of a Pentecostal young man. Um, what, did you, what did you gain in those formative years? Well, I suppose um, today it might be unusual for, for people to grow up or even so that now when I was a kid, 70s basically, mm-hmm. to be living next door to your grandparents. Mm. So um, the people he described, you know, he just told about how they got in church. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, when things weren't going as well at, as I might want at my house, well, I could just slip next oh, door. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you could you could eat dinner, you know, wherever sounded best, um, or eat both places. <laughs> there you go. So so I guess, um, you know, I think I think what what was impactful and and even for our kids, which we could speak to later, is that you have you have support from your parents and your grandparents, mm-hmm. in, and in close proximity. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of submerged in that. Mm. Um, in that culture mm-hmm. of in the in the Pentecostal culture, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so so that I think, but have but that experience of living next door to my grandparents and having their influence in my life too was, I, th- I think, powerful and significant. Yeah, probably uh, you can you can see where that trajectory was set before you even came on the scene. Sure, before you were even born. And then as you were growing, that trajectory just continued from grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, yourself. And then now you obviously grow up, get married, start a family of your own, move to Indianapolis, uh, you know, somewhere along the process. And now we've got your son here sitting to your right. Um, So Jared, now that you've seen this trajectory Mm -hmm. coming from your grandpa sitting here, your dad, uh, now you're in Indianapolis. You're you're not physically at the valley growing up like your dad was and, and your grandpa. But in a 
I guess call it a spiritual sense. Um, how did that trajectory transform into your young life? Well, I, it was a spiritual transformation for sure, but it was also physical because I spent nearly every weekend of my childhood in the valley because mm-hmm. I would, any chance I got, I would ask grandma to come pick me up at school and on a Friday night and take me there and we would eat Pizza Hut. Wow. And we had a very rigid routine and cookies <laughs> on Saturday morning, exploring Saturday afternoon, waking up early and going to Burger King before church on Sunday. And I liked that structured routine. I remember one Sunday waking up at my house, watching mom and dad get ready for church and thinking, this is weird. I've never seen this before because <laughs> I spent so many weekends <laughs> in the valley oh, with grandma great. and grandpa. And that was a just a great strength to me. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. I had a blast. It wasn't until I got older that I realized how intentional everything was. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, I noticed many things that dad did at home as far as instructional, but there was one moment where um, grandma and grandpa were talking about purchasing um, VHS set of Bible stories. Mm -hmm. And when they first came out, I think you said it was something like $1,000 back in the, you know, 90s when VHS was like the height of technology. Mm -hmm. And when they saw it, the, the words were, our grandchildren need this. And so just, we watch those all the time. And as a kid, it was just fun. You know, it was just watch something. Sure. But it wasn't, we weren't just going to watch anything. And it, it wasn't something that was cheap or just easy or accessible. It was a large investment. Mm. And it, it was as an adult that I realized the weight of that and what, the, what I had been given, yeah. the gift that God had given me. Yeah. Because I thought I was just having fun, but I, things were being instilled in me. And once again, in that physical location. Yeah. And how does that now impact, now that you're a father yourself? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it, your... uh, it makes me very grateful and makes me want to be very intentional with mm. with my children because that's what was modeled to me was intention. Yeah. Church was intentional. Living for God, prayer, leadership in the home was intentional. I mean, I when I was a young man, I read my Bible laying on my stomach, on my bed at night before I went to bed because that's how I saw my dad do it. Wow. You know, it was, it was, it was modeled to me. And so it was like the other night I, I was, we came to Sunday night service and it's hard with, I have two daughters, Mm -hmm. three and a half and uh, nine months. And it's hard to get, and you know that it's hard to get kids to church. But I was holding Sage, my oldest, and you know she was clapping along. Like kind mm-hmm. of the first time she's really started to engage in that way. And I thought, this was well worth it. Mm. Well worth it. So true. You know, just that echoed back of times when you could maybe not want to spend a thousand dollars, or yeah. you not want to you know get up and go to Sunday school, but it's worth it. Yeah. Wow. Well, and someone I think maybe who's listening today could hear the three of you speaking and you sound um, very similar in in your comments and the way that you're approaching life and the way that you approached fatherhood. Um, but really, you're, you're really three very different people. I mean, Wayne, you were uh, an, an engineer um, and you were in building maintenance uh, as a career before you retired professionally. And um, you haven't retired at all. You spend an awful lot of time working uh, at Indiana Bible College and Calvary Tabernacle and you know, Calvary Christian School. But, you know, that was your uh, path, your career. Jeff, uh, you worked as a scientist in 
medical diagnostics. Um, so, you know, very different from, from what your dad did, Jared, and you know, you're a licensed minister, uh, and you, you work at every day in ministry, uh, at our Bible college. So, you know, these are all three very different career paths, yet there's some cohesive vein of purpose that, that we're hearing from this. And, uh, you all demonstrate that together. So, uh, maybe, uh, Wayne, tell us a little bit about that, that unifying principle that you Turner men have that kind of, um, re, you know, defines the course of your life as, as the, the patriarch, so to speak today, what is that unifying principle? Well, I think it's, I think it's just being taught and, uh, living the principles that taught in the church. Hmm. My mom and dad were a great example to me. Yeah. And you just naturally want to pass whatever your whatever you learned from them. We were happy. I wanted my family to be happy. Yeah. You just you carry on that same thing that you're taught because you that's truth to you. Mm-hmm. Pass on that truth to your family. Yeah. And so we, I, one thing I think it's we prayed together. We've spent time together. We uh, give our children. A discipline by saying that I mean guidance mm-hmm. when they did something wrong you need to sit down and tell your children uh, and and my mother and father gave me that yeah made me want to be a father because I was happy as a child wow and I'm thankful for my children thankful for my son and my grandson and what God's given us I feel so blessed yeah indeed indeed I mean I've been privileged to spend a lot of time with you and Sister Turner uh, in Bible quizzing settings and uh, building a chicken coop together. You helped me with that. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and one thing I know about you, and I've heard it now from Jeff, your son, and from Jared, your grandson, uh, is there's a love for the Word of God that uh, that is just so so special and so powerful. Um, and I honor you for setting that trajectory, uh, for these generations of your family. That's, that's incredible. Um, another maybe unifying purpose, Jared, Jeff, is there any, anything else that comes to mind that, that just kind of binds, uh, the generations together that you see? Well, I, you know, the, the culture that we grew up in, that I grew up in, mm-hmm. created by my grandfather and my father was that it, it was clear without them specifically saying it necessarily all the time that our primary concern is eternal, mm. not temporal. Mm. And I think that's what we, that's, that's what that growing in that, up in that environment um, represented. So everything we did, all the decisions I saw that were made were, we're based on um, what kind of eternal impact does this have? Yeah, uh, I I think that's how that's what I took from it. Wow, keep and, the main that, thing the main thing. Well, you know it. Uh, you know, just and it's and the faithfulness I saw that yeah. he represented. Wow, was was spoke to that. So it wasn't when 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 we went to church, no matter what the weather was, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, you know, Dad was kind of a, in his younger years, was kind of a cowboy when it came to uh, 
driving through the snow and the storms and all that. <laughs> but but I know it was more than that. Yeah. I know he was, um, that faithfulness, as I look back, was compelled. Yeah. We, we have to be there if we can be there. Wow. Um, so I've said, I've said it, I think, before in, in, a set, in some setting, but I know a lot of faithful people but I don't know people any more faithful than them. Incredible. Than my parents. I don't, I don't know people more faithful than that. And, and, strikes, and that faithfulness, that faithfulness was, in my mind, as I reflect on it, was about focusing on eternal yeah. rather than temporal. It, it strikes me so powerfully, just sitting here in this moment, that uh, the, the honoring of, of your father comes so so simple and natural to you. Um, but that's because he's been honorable. Sure. Um, so, man, if there's not a lesson there for all of us sitting around this table today of, I want to be an honorable dad so that, so that it's easy. I want to make it easy for my children yeah. to honor me as a dad. Jared, did you have anything else to add there? Well, you know, there, the continuity, yes, I agree, is, is eternal. So when I started to feel the call to the ministry, there was no pushback. There was no, how are you going to make money? What's your career going to look mm. like? There was just support. Um, so whereas I didn't have a preacher that I, in these men that I could model how to preach a sermon, well, I saw them both honor the word of God by reading it, mm-hmm. um, being faithful to church, um, this box of preaching tapes that my dad had in his car. That's what he listened to on his way to work, um, was preaching and he loved the word of God. Mm. And he, they honored our pastor. And oftentimes, um, you know, Paul Mooney quotes would make it into our lectures Yeah, as the, you know, the pastor says this. (laughs) And so there was a, there was a, a sense that the ministry was a good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when I began to feel that call, there was there was just nothing but but support yeah. and strength that I received. And and I remember being in IBC Chapel and and Brother Gallion, who's now my boss, t- saying that the foundation of ministry is integrity. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one thing you did not do, and you could get away with some things with with maybe a warning, but there's one thing that got punished every time in both Turner households, mm-hmm. and that was lying. Mm-hmm. Turners do not lie. Hmm. Well, we and we all know where liars go. That's why we don't <laughs> lie. It, right. was, it was spelled out. Yeah, it wasn't an annoyance. It wasn't a. I'm just mad about this. It's this is eternal. Mm-hmm. You will put your soul on the line, and so. I was given gifts that I was allowed to step in the ministry because I was taught and I was trained and I was disciplined. And mm-hmm. It was a gift that was given to me. And I mean, I have so many young men that sit in my office that struggle with pornography and I never did, not because I'm an excellent young man, but because I had a father that was diligent yeah. and said, while you live in my house, I will check your devices. Mm. And if you delete your history, I will know. Mm. And he's smarter than me, so I believed him. He yeah. knew all about technology, so yeah. I couldn't outsmart him. Yeah. So when when I maybe lost the fear of my heavenly father because he's so distant, right? You can get distant right. from him. Right. But my earthly father was there to stand in his stead and remind me 
that wow. the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So when I felt the call to ministry, I was already prepared, even though my dad wasn't a preacher, hmm. so to say. So powerful. It's um, there's so much there. Uh, we could we could unpack for hours, I believe. Um, you know, someone who's who's listening today, um, you know, maybe maybe they're a first generation apostolic. Um, that they've maybe just just started their walk with the Lord. Um, you know, it's, it, and it's a man who's sitting there saying, you know what? I, I want, I want my family to look like the Turners in 30 or 40 or 50 years. Um, we were talking before we started recording a little bit about, about your experience out in California, out yeah. in, was that Muir, Muir Woods? Muir Woods, yeah, yeah. where the Redwood, this partial, partial part of the Redwood Forest. Yeah. And I was youth pastoring at the time. And we went out there for my sister's grad, college graduation trip. And my parents took me and my wife with them. And we were out there as a family and uh, we were about to leave. And um, I saw a plaque there by this small tree by comparison to the Redwoods that are can be as large as this room in circumference. Mm -hmm. And it was, a you know, about a foot wide in it. And it said that it's very hard for a seed of a redwood to grow from the forest floor because it's so dark because of all the other trees. Mm -hmm. It's very rare. It takes millions of seeds for one to grow. Mm. But once one does grow, those roots basically live forever. And so across the path, there was an old tree that had been struck by lightning and had burned down. And so there was just a shell and around it were about 50 other trees that had sprung mm. up from the existing root system. And I guess just because of that call that was on my life, I really felt the Lord speak to me and say, Jared, that's you. You're growing from existing roots mm. and you're trying to help people to start something mm -hmm. that can turn into what you have been blessed with. Oh, so good. And that has been a guiding principle in my ministry as I work with young people. When they come in and they have abusive fathers or unfaithful yeah. fathers, I say, but you can start. Yeah, You can be the hero. It's not even in this room, Sim Turner, that we owe so much yeah. to that won the battle with alcoholism for us mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to fight that battle. And I say, you can be that. Mm -hmm. If you just get a vision for the future, what God wants to do. Mm. And it, it humbles me. Mm -hmm. And it was the men's service here at Calvary where both these men came up on either side of me and began to pray for me. And I just mm -hmm. wept under the realization of how blessed I am. Yeah. And what a gift I've been given. And I want to treat it very carefully. Yeah. And continue to pass it on. Yeah. And I know people can't see us here today, but on your right is your grandfather and on your yeah. left is your dad. Yeah. And... You're a product of those roots. Yes. And that root system. Yes. And now here's what here's what I hope and pray that listeners today take away from this phenomenal conversation that we're having. And and we're getting close to maybe wrapping up our conversation here. But but what I'm hearing you say and what I've heard from Jeff and what I've heard from Wayne is that you can be the beginning of a root system for generations. Sim Turner, Wayne Turner, Jeff Turner, Jared Turner. What, 
I mean, what a legacy all from that root system that was that was set in place so long ago. And the first generation fathers of today, by God's grace and by faithfulness and by just submitting to the process of growth can be that root system for their own sons, their own grandsons, great-grandsons. Wow, what, a, what an incredible, incredible thought. Thank you for sharing that. Jeff, um, what advice would you give to fathers, um, maybe who are listening today, uh, on what they can be doing to, to really invest in that future? Um, well, I mean, you know, in, in terms of, you know, raising kids, there's, there's lots of resources for practical advice, mm-hmm. discipline and all that. But I think what I mentioned earlier was if, if you can understand through your relationship with God, how, um, how important, if you can get focused on eternity mm-hmm. um, and let that guide uh, every, th- every decision you make. Mm. I, I remember uh, a while back I was reading and it was, and I'm not going to remember this very well, but it was the, the part of, I guess it was in the beginning of Joshua where, where, uh, where I think it was Joshua that after they had gone into the promised land, mm-hmm. there was a king from some, some men from some country that came and deceived them. Mm. And I can't remember, but what it, what struck me about that is that, you know, here was Joshua, right? I mean, mm-hmm. here was Joshua. He was very serious about what he was doing. Yeah. Um, I, the Bible doesn't, rec- I don't recall in the Bible where it records a lot of mistakes that Joshua made. So he was very serious. He knew how important this was. He understood the stakes. Mm-hmm. And yet he failed to inquire about this, these particular people mm-hmm. and what was going on. Even though he didn't, somehow it, he missed it. Yeah. So decisions you make, you you might think they're inconsequential, but you know from things that we might think are very inconsequential, like what color socks you're going to wear today. Yeah. yeah. Versus at the other end of the spectrum, who you marry or what job you take. I mean, those are the two extremes. Right. Well, there's a lot of decisions in the middle. You're right. That. Uh, and you're not, it's not always clear that, that it has an eternal impact. So to me, that story that I read, I, I need to be aware about everything I do and how it can yeah. impact um, my walk with God and, and then, and how that will influence my family. Yeah, and, be, and have that engagement, that level of engagement that you're plugged in all the time, always vigilant, always looking. Yeah. Be, I mean, the things that are temporal are can be so seductive mm-hmm. and and suck your attention away. Sure, if if you're not sure, wow, if you're not diligent, wow. Well, let's let's wrap up with you, Wayne. What you're sitting here and man, we've just had a wonderful conversation. Um, speak to those dads who are listening today. Okay, on a a different level than what Jeff was talking about, I think just day-to-day things, I think uh, spending time with your children, making sure they get plenty of love, 
making sure that when they make a mistake, you take the time to discipline them. I, and I don't mean spank them. I mean, I used to take them to the bedroom and say, okay, you did this, mm-hmm. and here's, here's why you don't do that. Right. So that they understood that. I think they hated those talks more than they did getting whipped. <laughs> sure. Uh, but um, letting them know what what's expected of them from, mm-hmm. from an eternal standpoint. Yeah. And then just spending time giving them love and uh, praying together. Used to every night we'd gather around the bed and talk about the day and then ask if anyone had any needs they wanted to pray about, and then we'd pray together before we go to bed. Jeff liked to make his uh, sisters laugh a lot, so <laughs> he'd give a little difficulty sometimes. <laughs> but I expected that, but it was still effective, and we had, it was it was a family time. Yeah. And um, the kids seemed to really enjoy that time together, and those kind of things can make a difference, I think, in your children's life. Yeah. Give them but make sure and train them, love them, and do things with them. And make sure they understand what God expects of them. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Well, I certainly can can say that after sitting here for, I don't know, 25 minutes or so, talking with you three gentlemen, that I personally am going to take away some stuff that um, in my family, I think we can, we can glean from the Turners. So thank you so much for, for spending some time with us today. I wonder if in our closing moments here, uh, Jared, would you mind praying over our This Is Family audience? Sure, sure. Lord, we're so thankful that you are a generational God, that you bless, that faithfulness is rewarded to multiple generations. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray for every father and every mother that's listening to this podcast, that you would begin to let them feel your call, your call upward to not just accommodate our weakness, Lord, but to call us out of it so that they can be the father and the mother that you've called them to be. And maybe, Lord, there's somebody out there that does not have this wonderful heritage that I've been blessed with, but they can build it. And I pray that you would encourage them, that you would strengthen them through the power of the Holy Ghost so that their roots go deep and so that generations can reap the rewards of faithfulness in serving you. And God, we love you. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. We really, really enjoyed this, this conversation. And, and I hope to see you all at the Valley sometime here soon. Let's make it happen, right? Sure. God bless you all. God bless. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a few moments to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you don't already follow Calvary on social media, make sure you like, subscribe, and share on your favorite platform at Calvary Tab Indy. We hope you'll join us next month for another episode of This Is Family. For now, we say farewell and we pray God's blessings on your family.